The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at High Five Casino! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. Hello, iHeart listener. We have a confession to make. Both iHeart and this commercial you're listening to right now would probably sound a heck of a lot better on the new Roku Pro Series TV. It's got side-firing speakers that fill your room with sound, Dolby Atmos audio that puts you right in the middle of the entertainment, and the ability to pair seamlessly with your home theater sound systems that already have surround sound and booming bass. If all that sounds too good to be true, it'll sound even better on the new Roku Pro Series. Your hearing isn't better. Your TV is. Hello, I'm Dr. Michael Mosley, and I want to let you know about my new immersive BBC Radio 4 podcast series, Deep Calm. It's all about how to tap into and activate a remarkable system that we all have, hardwired inside of us, our relaxation response. And it's been developed to be listened to at any time you want to really unwind. I hope you'll listen wherever you get your BBC podcast. Welcome back in. Clay Travis, Buck Sexton Show, final hour, Monday edition, returning from Thanksgiving. We appreciate all of you. Hope you had fantastic Thanksgivings. We are thankful for being able to spend three hours with you every single day. Encourage you to go download the podcast. 450-plus stations nationwide, millions of daily listeners. But if you are out and about, you may not be able to find this. You can search out Clay Travis, Buck Sexton, take the show with you. You're going to be on the road for the holiday season, for Christmas, for New Year's, as I know many of you will. Why not go ahead and have the show with you? Uh, Search us out and make sure that you are able to do so. We head now, great state of Missouri, Attorney General Eric Schmidt there. He will soon be the next senator from uh, the state of Missouri. We appreciate him spending time with us. And uh, Eric, you, soon-to-be senator, current attorney general, got Dr. Fauci for a seven-hour deposition. Now, I have read some of the coverage of this deposition. It appears that Fauci couldn't recall any details, uh, said he didn't remember very frequently how would you uh, assess the seven-hour deposition? What did you learn? What did you think of Fauci? Take us into that experience. Yeah, so I guess the best way to describe it is for somebody who proclaimed that, you know, I am the science, um, uh, you know, his middle name was I don't recall. That would probably be the <laughs> best way to describe it. Um, so a lot of – for somebody who, you know, the seminal moment of his career – uh, where, you know, he, he sort of ushered in this COVID tyranny. There was a lot of things that uh, that he didn't quite recall, but there were some um, really interesting, I think, things to unpack from the deposition. One, uh, if you start with the sort of the outbreak, right, and um, uh, when people start to learn about this, he becomes aware of it. I think he's very sensitive to gain-of-function research. There was not supposed to be gain-of-function research. People were kind of pulling away from that, but certainly gain-of-function research was being funded uh, by NIH at the Wuhan lab, right? And so almost immediately, um, they go into spend mode to discredit that. So he, on February 1st, for example, February of 2020 is kind of the big month where 
they move very quickly uh, to discredit the lab leak theory, even though there's a lot of evidence to suggest that that's actually what happened, that this didn't come from some animal reservoir. But he saw at least five drafts, five drafts of a study that seeks to debunk it, acted like he was sort of unaware of it, not a part of um, this process. But he's on podcasts in February calling it conspiracy theory. He's he's already kind of poisoning the well of the, of, of the lab leak theory. And you can only surmise, right, because he knew that this would come back on him. And it's, it couldn't have been the lab leak theory because we were funding gain-of-function research. And it's also very clear that uh, the Wuhan lab didn't have uh, the proper security protocols to be doing this. And that's, I think, another reason why they would have sought to dismiss the lab leak theory as a conspiracy theory. And then that, of course, leads into the, you know, the, the reason why we've got the deposition in the first place is we are alleging in our lawsuit that big government was colluding with big tech to censor speech. And that means Fauci's office, his communications team, is working with big tech platforms to deplatform people to censor content, and that's kind of the overarching theme of the lawsuit. But getting these facts into evidence is really important. So you got the you got the lab leak. Um, he sends over one of his chief chief lieutenants, Dr. Lane, goes over with a WHO crew in February, comes back, um, lauding, complimenting the Chinese extreme lockdown measures. And so this is something that Fauci supported. You see everything that's happening right now in China. But I think it's interesting to note the timing of all this. They were very supportive of the most extreme kind of lockdowns you could possibly have, which, of course, were a disaster to the extent we had them. Would have been even worse if we had what was going on in China where people locking people in their homes. And I think one other thing to note is on the masks. I mean, in the deposition, he is in 2020, he is emailing a friend of her of his telling her that masks are ineffective. That's, you know, in February, March 31st, this is confirmed with a bunch of different studies. On April 4th, he proclaims that masks are necessary, mandates follow, lives are ruined, and COVID tyranny is born. So I think what's true in this seven-hour deposition, in between the I don't recalls, uh, there's some really important information about what he knew about the lab leak, the steps he took to discredit that, what he knew about masks, the steps he took to gain more power and control as the guy in the white coat dictating to 300-plus million Americans how they should live their lives. It's very concerning stuff, uh, but we did get some meaningful information out yeah. of that. Okay, A.G. Schmidt, I'm wondering, what, what did you find about the actual collusion on that side? Have you said that's the basis for the, for the website, colluding with social media? Yeah. Co- I'm sorry, for the lawsuit website. Colluding with social media companies to censor freedom of speech, right? What, what have you gotten on that front? We were just talking about it looks like there could be a major escalation against free speech by Apple, the company, the global behemoth, um, in the midst of Elon Musk's takeover of Twitter. What did you find when it comes to collusion between the Biden administration and big tech on the issue of COVID? Yeah, so one of the things that's interesting about this lawsuit is typically what had happened, people had filed lawsuits against the social media companies. Those lawsuits always ended up in the Northern District of California, never to, be, never to see the light of day. Our lawsuit that we filed against the Biden administration is unique because we're suing the government. We're suing basically the Biden administration for colluding with the tech, which is why we've been able to, you know, they're essentially outsourcing their censorship. So there's a couple of interesting things that have come to light. One, there were weekly censorship meetings with the Biden administration, key officials with these social media platforms. I mean, weekly calls about who to censor and what content to censor. There was a special portal 
that these that the the government had to go directly to you know Twitter and Facebook. There's a high-ranking Facebook official that was text messaging the Surgeon General of the United States saying, hey, we did what you wanted us to do. What more can we do to censor speech? This all kind of came to light. We filed this lawsuit in May around the time, you know, this Ministry of Truth, this Orwellian effort was kind of becoming more um, more known. But there's a lot of information out there that we've discovered through the written discovery in this lawsuit of what they've actually done. And here with Fauci in particular, his communications team, his office is working directly with Instagram and and Twitter to take down accounts. Now, what whatever you think about social media platforms being able to do that on their own, I mean, that's highly suspicious in the first place. But one thing we know for certain, the government can't do that, right? The First Amendment protects the government from, you know, outsourcing this, what would normally be illegal to private companies, and that's exactly what was happening. That's what we're uncovering in the lawsuit, and that's what led us to the deposition of Anthony Fauci. Where does this go? So uh, I'm glad that you filed the lawsuit. You're moving to the Senate soon. So you have a seven-hour deposition with Anthony Fauci. Buck and I have been covering this for years. We have zero doubt that there's been massive colluding, just based on our own experience, but also in in, in the backgrounds and the stories and the people we've talked to, massive collusion since COVID started between big tech and, uh, and big government. Not to mention Joe Biden's in office probably because of that collusion, not allowing the Hunter Biden laptop story from the New York Post to be spread in in October of 2020. Where does this all go? What's what's the outcome that to you would be an ideal one? What's an outcome that would be a good one for people out there listening to us right now? What should they anticipate could come from this lawsuit? Well, preventative measures to make sure this never happens again. One, an injunction to make it stop. And two, it could be like when we filed the Remain in Mexico lawsuit, guys, and that was so all those reports about, you know, the number of illegal immigrants coming in, seeking asylum, that information only became public because of our lawsuit. The injunction that we got, it forced them to actually come clean and be more transparent. That's one thing that could come of all this. It's interesting that you mentioned, by the way, um, the, the, uh, the Hunter Biden laptop story. Our next big deposition is with the FBI agent who has bragged about working with social media platforms on the Hunter Biden laptop story. So that's the next piece to this. So at a minimum here, I think exposing all of this is should be shocking. And I don't care what your I mean, I'm obviously a conservative Republican, but whatever your political stripe is, this ought to scare the bejesus out of everybody in this country, everybody in this country, that these kind of tactics are being used by the government to work with some of the biggest companies on the planet to make sure your voice is never heard. I mean, that's I'm re- what this is, you know, we're uncovering, and I think get a, get resolution here. We're talking to a, uh, Missouri Attorney General Eric Schmidt, soon to be a uh, senator from Missouri. I'm reading Julie Kelly, who is a friend of the show. She's been on with us a lot. She tweeted uh, about five hours ago, uh, and this is a quote from a report. The court reporter transcribing the deposition sneezed. Fauci stopped the deposition, scolded the court reporter. What's wrong with you? Do you have some sort of respiratory illness? Because in the era of COVID, I'm concerned about being near you. Did that happen? It did. And I, and I should have led with that because it's actually unbelievable. Um, he wanted the court reporter to wear a mask because she sneezed. She said that she had allergies. And if you think about that, guys, the mentality in November of 2022 that somebody would sneeze and a person in his position would want them to wear a mask, that person who, who has that kind of disposition was in charge of shutting down our schools and forcing kids to wear a mask. 
I mean, it was very revealing. It was almost like an out-of-body experience to watch this happening in that room. But that's absolutely true. It did happen. I tweeted about it, I think, on Friday or Saturday. Uh, and it just goes to show, I think, the mentality. And like I said, all of this COVID tyranny was born from these folks who basically knew what happened at the Wuhan lab. They knew masks didn't work, but they stood out there because they wanted more and more power and control, and it devastated livelihoods and lives along the way. A.G. Schmidt, appreciate you being with us. Thanks so much. Peace on, guys. You know, Clay, no matter how my day is going, you know what I got going for me? I'm sitting in a really comfortable chair, man. You can see it right behind me, the X chair. It's amazing, and it looks good, too. X chair's biggest sale of the year is happening now, today, and it's your last day to save $600 off the most comfortable, amazing office chair on the market today. With a deal this good, you could get X chairs for everybody on your Christmas list. I actually just got my dad an X chair. He loves his. X chair is offering up to $600 off, including a free heat and massage unit, but only now through the end of today, Cyber Monday. So you got to act now. This isn't going to last today. Don't miss this chance to buy the most luxurious, most comfortable, supportive, ergonomic, amazing office chair. Save up to 600 bucks. You deserve this chair. Think of how many hours a day you spend in your office chair. Your back, your body, they deserve it. Well, they're part of you, but they deserve it too. Both Clay and I have one in our homes. I've got one in my studio right now. I'm sitting in my X chair as I speak to you. Remember, this incredible deal is only available now through the end of today. So if you want to save up to $600 on your X chair and receive a free heat and massage unit, go to xchairbuck.com. That's the letter X, chairbuck.com. xchairbuck.com today. Save up to $600, but you got to act today. He's Buck Sexton. He's Clay Travis. Together, they're breathing sanity into an insane world. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. Hello, I'm Dr. Michael Mosley, and I want to let you know about my new immersive BBC Radio 4 podcast series, Deep Calm. It's all about how to tap into and activate a remarkable system that we all have, hardwired, inside of us, our relaxation response. And it's been developed to be listened to at any time you want to really unwind. I hope you'll listen wherever you get your BBC podcasts. Have you ever wondered what it would be like to have supervision, enhanced hearing, extraordinary reflexes, to be, dare we say, superhuman? Well, Roku's new Pro Series TV can't do any of that for you. But with a 4K screen, side-firing speakers, and a blazing fast refresh rate, it'll sure feel like it. Elevate your entertainment using all your favorite apps like iHeart and play all your music, radio, and podcasts with the new Roku Pro Series. Your senses aren't better. Your TV is. Welcome back to Clay and Buck. You know, we were talking about this in the last hour. It's, it's heating up here right now in real time. It's, it's amazing. I haven't seen one Twitter account 
be able to move the national news cycle like this since Donald Trump was really active right. on Twitter. Elon Musk is now the single most influential Twitter account in the world in terms of news cycle. I don't know, maybe Kim Kardashian is at selling like lip gloss or something. But you know, in terms of directing the news cycle, um, no one right now, I think, has the same kind of sway that Elon Musk does. And and the the idea that Apple may be putting its foot down against Twitter. You know, the thing is, Clay, though, there's nowhere to hide for these companies anymore because what they're really saying isn't you need to protect people from death threats because that was happening all the time on Twitter. You need to, you know, have the laws enforced on Twitter. We're all in favor of that. You, you got to enforce the laws, uh, the actual laws, because there isn't a, a total blank check when it comes to all free speech we all know this i mean you can't actually make death threats for example against people credible death threats against people can be prosecuted but the problem that they really have that these companies that the left that the jury it is fascinating to watch journalists become the ultimate censor allies here the journos are the ones who want censorship really almost more than anybody else because they view it as protecting their purview of having an elevated perch from which to opine and share news. They don't want it to be a free and open playing field. Um, and all the journos, the blue check journos, who have been picking fights with people like you and me, Clay, for years, and it's like, oh, look at that person get dragged. Yeah, because Democrats have a huge advantage based not just on the uh, ideological breakdown of the Twitter audience, but on the actual algorithms, the actual playing field itself. Elon Musk is a threat to all of this in a way that they have not seen before and that they're really considering, uh, you know, these companies are considering pulling ads, for example, or pulling uh, their finances. They can't say it's because of your health or your safe, I keep saying health, trust and safety. The reason they're pulling ads is because the left has to have information dominance or else. That's it. I can't believe I'm saying this. Elon Uh Musk should buy all of Fox. Just tossing out a big idea, right? Elon Musk just spent $40 billion on Twitter. And if he truly wanted to create his own apparatus like Rupert Murdoch has, imagine what he could do with Fox News, the Wall Street Journal, the New York Post, and all of the assets, including OutKick, a site that I run still for Fox, all of the assets to speak truth to power that he could bring to bear. Now, maybe one of the things is he just builds his own communication structure, infrastructure. Um, But as I look and think, to me, Twitter for Elon Musk is a legacy play. And people can criticize Rupert Murdoch, and Lord knows he's one of the most criticized people on the planet, probably. But I think Rupert Murdoch built Fox and has bought the Wall Street Journal and all these other assets because not only is he a smart businessman, but he feels deeply that we do need a marketplace of ideas. And that is sort of the ethos of Fox. If you go watch Fox News, they constantly, this is why conservatives are so much better informed than liberals, because we live in a left-wing world We can't just be in our bubble, right? We know the arguments of MSNBC, Buck, you and I do, better than a lot of the MSNBC hosts do. We could do a whole show as smarmy libs 
And if people didn't know who we were and we just put it in like a left-wing podcast feed, they'd be like, yeah, those guys are like really on it, man. Those guys know what's up. They would totally Uh, buy into it. I I could do a show as a lib without missing a beat because I know all the absurd arguments that they make backwards and forwards. They don't know what the right actually believes, which is why they're so comfortable caricaturing it. And and this is obviously elevated or, or helped along by their control and dominance on these platforms. But for these companies, there, there's nowhere to hide anymore. If you're going to bail out on Twitter, what you're saying is, I need left-wing ideas to reign supreme in the Internet ecosystem, or else I'm pulling my dollars. There's no and, other and the reason, reason for it. The reason I mentioned the Fox News connection is, if you're going to focus in any way your business on advertising, look who advertises during Tucker. Look who advertises during Sean Hannity. They're not getting tons of dollars from Apple, right? They are. There are certain companies that say, we support free speech, and they will advertise during commercial breaks. And the same attacks that are occurring right now on Elon, which are they're trying to take away his advertising revenue at Twitter to cripple his ability to run that business, are what they have been doing to Rupert Murdoch for generations. And I just think about the combination of all those assets together. It's a really intriguing idea, uh, at least if Elon wanted to go really big. Cyber Monday, great for a lot of people, including, unfortunately, however, cyber thieves. Just the thought of tens of millions of Americans using their credit cards online on the same day to get great deals. Man, it's a dream come true for these bad guys out there who want to get your info and illegally use your account information. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Your personal information gets exposed so often it can make it dangerously easy for a cybercriminal to steal your identity. Protecting your identity, in fact, can be easy with LifeLock by Norton. LifeLock detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not even spot on your own. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions, but it's easy to help protect yourself with LifeLock. Join now by going to lifelock.com 1-800-LIFELOCK lifelock.com use the promo code CLAY for 25% off that's CLAY the promo code at lifelock.com welcome back in Clay Travis Buck Sexton show so tomorrow Buck we have got a sports uh, event that is going to be on the front page of every newspaper in America. It's not the Super Bowl, not the college football national championship. It is a World Cup soccer match between the United States and Iran, which will actually start in the third hour of our program tomorrow. So I will have this on. Will you be pretending that you don't know what's okay. going to happen again? We, we have to set some ground rules here, Clay, because <laughs> I will be watching this too. And just so you guys understand, usually we have monitors that, you know, have the news on in our studios. But Clay will put on the soccer, and I see on his face this, like, look of sheer delight, and I realize that's a U.S. goal. A look of (laughs) unbelievable sadness, it looks like the other team just scored. So you have to poker face it if you're going to have that on in the background on mute while we're doing our show here. Even I will be watching the U.S. play Iran, and, I mean, look, let's be honest, this is the closest thing we have in real life these days to... Ivan Drago against Rocky in the Soviet Union yes. against the United States. This is the closest thing that we have to a replay of the uh what was it 1980 the um uh the college U.S. Kids. versus 
uh, U.S. versus Russia, the hockey, hockey match. Right? 1980? Yeah. yeah. Miracle, the movie about that. I actually Miracle saw it. It was a good movie. Producer Mark told me to watch it. He was right. Uh, so here here we are watching the U.S. play Iran. And, you know, I'm sure even people don't get nervous. Because of the ramifications of this, this is the most nerve-wracking sporting event that any of the U.S. men and certainly the Iranian men will have ever played. And so even if you're not a sports fan, this is a big deal because if Iran, Iran wins, there will be a victory lap taken by the dictators running Iran, talking about, you know, they'll be celebrating, burning American flags out in the streets, and it will help to distract, at least in some way, in their country from all of the protests over women's rights that are taking place. And let me just get on a soapbox here for a moment. I was actually talking to our friend Morgan Ortegas buck uh, over the weekend she's going to be at this game so she's flying all the way to qatar uh she's talking to a lot of media she was formerly in the trump administration she said you know when i'm talking to media over there what would you want me to say like what's a good she's not a sports person she's like what's a good argument and i've been making this argument for years buck and and it's so pertinent i think right now some people say hey how come our women are so much better at soccer than our men our women go out and they've won multiple World Cups. Uh, the U.S. women's team, before they turned their back on Trump and insulted America and everything else. And I said, and this is something that I want all of you to think about. Because it's very in vogue, unfortunately with athletes too, to talk about how awful America is. When the Women's World Cup bracket comes out, you can pick the winner of almost every Women's World Cup match just by analyzing the freedom that women have in that country. In other words, the reason why our women dominate and our men don't is because most countries around the world can find elite male athletes and develop them into really high-powered soccer stars. Even in countries like Iran where there's not great freedom, even in backwater republics they will find uh people who can have soccer skill who are men they don't do it for women and so you can pick the win i wish our women had been making this argument on the national stage it's disgust me when megan rapino is attacking trump and saying i won't go to the white house when she could be pointing to all the great things that go on in america and saying hey you know why the women kick ass in the world cup because we have the freedom to play sports, because we can wear shorts in this country, because we don't have to wear hijabs everywhere we go all over this country, okay? That's me on the soapbox. The Iranian journalist today, Buck, in Qatar, were lecturing the American coach and an American player about how awful America is, and I want you to listen to this. It's a great answer that's given. And if you're out there and you don't care about sports usually or whatever, I, I, you're going to hear this question. You're going to say, I hope we kick yeah. the crap and out this of is, this. This is Tyler Adams, young yes. guy on the U.S. national team. I mean, he knocks this out of the park under the circumstances. Here's what he says. My apologies on well, hold on. Let me, Can I pause this for a sec? Sorry. Let's hear the question first because the, the, the question is so disrespectful from the Iranian journalist, and I'm using quotation marks from the journalist here. because they're propagandist. You, if you're an Iranian journalist, you do what the regime tells you. Yeah, That's exactly right. Here's the question. You say you support the Iranian people, but you're pronouncing our country's name wrong. Our country is named Iran. 
not Iran. Please, once and for all, let's get this clear. Second of all, um, are you okay to be representing a country that has so much discrimination against black people in its own borders? And uh, we saw the Black Lives Matter movement uh, over the past few years. That's the question he got. Okay, Buck, I mean, first of all, you get lectured about how to pronounce a country. Hopefully he doesn't listen to this show because I get it wrong all the time. So he's getting called out over how he freaking pronounces the country. And then he gets lectured about, oh, are you proud? He's mixed race, I believe. Uh, Are you proud to be representing the United States? And I want you to listen to how good this answer is. The player's name again, Buck? Um, I'm sorry. The player's name is Tyler Adams. Tyler Adams. Tyler Adams. I want to make sure we get his name right. Here's Tyler Adams' answer. My apologies on the mispronunciation of your country. That being said, you know, there's discrimination everywhere you go. One thing that I've learned is that in the U.S. we're, we're continuing to make progress uh, every single day. I grew up in a, in a white family with an obviously an African-American heritage and background as well. So um, I had a little bit of uh, different cultures and I, I was very, very easily able to assimilate in different different cultures. So, um, you know, not everyone has that that ease and uh, the ability to do that. And obviously it takes longer to understand. And through education, I think it's it's super important. Like you just educated me now on the pronunciation of, of your country. So, yeah, it's a process. I think as, as long as you see progress, that's the most important thing. Okay, so can I imagine Buck lecturing an American on freedom? Well, I think everyone needs to needs to also understand, uh, first of all, this player, there's got to be this weird disconnect because he's like, um, I'm sitting here representing my national team, which is a very you know multi-ethnic U.S. national team, you got the entirety of the American people that are paying any attention to soccer rooting for every single one of these guys with with all their hearts. I mean, just just cheering for them with everything they've got. They're representing our country. We love them for representing our country, and we we want them to do as well as they can because we're all Americans. That's actually our country. You know, that, that's the, the, this notion. Look, the Iranians, this is a page out of the Soviet playbook. The Soviets used to do the same thing. They would always talk about all the racism in America to try to cover up for their own atrocities at home, create some moral equivalency between their despotic, crappy, dysfunctional regime and our amazing wealth and freedom generating society that has been doing so well. Um, the Iranians are doing the exact same thing. It reminds me, actually, of when Ahmadinejad spoke at Columbia University. I think this was maybe a decade, about a decade ago, uh, maybe 2008, 2009. And all these leftists were like, oh, yeah, it's going to be great. Ahmadinejad, because he's going to speak about how America is so, you know, this is the, the de, you know, the premier of Iran going to speak about how um, unequal America is. And then, you know what he said when he was asked about how they treat the gay population in Iran? He said, we don't have any gay people. Yeah. So, so I just want to be very clear about this. Not only is this Iranian journalist talking about, oh, all the racism in America, which he's greatly exaggerating, Middle Eastern countries, to anyone who knows anything, I've spent many, many months in many of these countries, um, they, will, they have a level of racism and a level of bigotry that would blow the average American's mind if they were exposed to it. You go into Saudi Arabia... And the the oppression of the workers, true in all the Gulf, uh, Gulf countries, by the way, uh, they use Bangladeshi workers. They treat them like they're subhuman, Clay. It's horrific. 
the conditions they put them through, the things they say about people. These are Arabs now. In the case of Iran, it's Persians. People with darker skin, they say things that, that people would say, whoa, that's like racist, racist, right? The Iranians, they even deny the existence of, there's a very small community of Ahwazi um, some of them are, are black in Iran. They pretend that they don't even exist. They were brought into work in some of the oil oil rigs uh, decades and decades ago. They treat Baloch and Azeri and all these different ethnic groups within Iran as less than Persians. So they have a whole society built on bigotry, a whole society where if you're of darker skin, the lighter-skinned Persians often think less of those. True racism. And they're going to lecture us on racism? Oh, not on my watch. Let me also add this, Buck. All these woke American and international companies, you can be beheaded in some of these Middle Eastern countries if you're gay. They're all advertising and spending billions of dollars on the World Cup and not saying a word, and Apple won't advertise on Twitter because they're unhappy with what some people might say there. I just want you to think about what a mirage, what a BS artifice we have created from these woke corporations. They are super woke in the United States where they've calculated they gain politically, although we should discuss this in greater detail, but they don't say a word about all of the depredations that are going on in the Middle East and they're fine spending billions of dollars to advertise at the World Cup. Really kind of fascinating. They won't even let you wear, Buck, a rainbow uh, armband in Qatar. And yet all these companies that are constantly wagging their finger and lecturing us in the United States, I mean, Apple, for God's sakes, they support Chinese human rights violations yeah. to the nth degree, and they won't spend money on Twitter? Tim Cook is fine with using hordes of slave labor in China to build his iPhones for maximum profit, but any American who goes online to say that only women can get pregnant, that's too far for Tim Cook. That's unacceptable. And by the way, on Ahmadinejad, I was going through the memory banks here. I did nail this one on the fly. 2009, so about a decade ago, and this was ABC News reporting. This is the president of Iran. There are no gays in Iran, and there's no oppression of women in Iran. So, I mean, look, I understand there's people are saying, well, Buck, of course, we all know this, but... No, no, we can't allow this stuff to we can't allow this stuff to go without response. And they say, oh, but America is so so racist. Uh, okay. Which country do people which country do people actually want to live in? Hmm. There's a reason for Not that. Not a lot of people fleeing to Iran. Just point that out. Yeah. Anyway, I hope I hope the men's team, honestly, I hope they just just kick their asses tomorrow. And you know I don't I get fired up about them. sports really very much, but this this I will get fired up about. Yeah. Amen. The Tuttle Twins, my friends, they're offering an amazing Cyber Monday deal, but it's today only. They're giving a 50% discount on their free market curriculum designed with activities for both younger and older kids. These days, kids don't learn about the basics of the free market. In a lot of ways, they actually learn the opposite message. The Tuttle Twins have sold over 4 million copies of their books already because they make it easy and fun for kids and teens to learn important concepts Parents have been blown away at some of the way their children have been able to grasp this, and they like the learning process thanks to Tuttle Twins. They'll be able to comprehend economic concepts like inflation and how business and money work in the real world. It's an amazing gift 
for any young student. Great time to get it now. Give them a gift later on this or next month. It's going to be Christmas, folks. Go to TuttleRadio.com. Access this special deal. That's T-U-T-T-L-E Radio.com. For 50% off the free market economic curriculum, TuttleRadio.com. Don't miss a day of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. Welcome to Burger Yippee. Would you like a hot apple pie today? Yes, yes, yeah, I won. Woohoo! So that's a yes on the apple pie? I just went big time playing high five casino on my phone. Real cash prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. Yeah. So yes or no on the apple pie? Whoa! <laughs> I won again! I'll take that as a yes. Drive around. Have you had your high five moment today? Only at highfivecasino.com. High five casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High five casino. A collision between a Chinese jet and an American spy plane. He came and rammed into our left wing. With relations increasingly strained, what are the chances of things spinning out of control? The Western world was asleep. I'm Gordon Carrera. I'll be exploring the friction in this most important of relationships and asking, has the West taken its eye off the ball? You cannot ignore China. From BBC Radio 4, this is Shadow War, China and the West. Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, iHeart listener. We have a confession to make. Both iHeart and this commercial you're listening to right now would probably sound a heck of a lot better on the new Roku Pro Series TV. It's got side-firing speakers that fill your room with sound, Dolby Atmos audio that puts you right in the middle of the entertainment, and the ability to pair seamlessly with your home theater sound systems that already have surround sound and booming bass. If all that sounds too good to be true, it'll sound even better on the new Roku Pro Series. Your hearing isn't better. Your TV is. Shop today on Clay and Buck. If you missed any part of it, because we did three hours today, please go subscribe to Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. And speaking of Twitter and platforms, Clay will be doing a post show on Twitter. I'll be up on Rumble in just a few hours, another post show diving into some topics that we didn't get into too much here so rumble.com slash Buck Sexton there. Clay's got it at Clay Travis on Twitter. And, you know, man, this this brings me back to how we, we have to start thinking about using because we've been saying after the midterms, if the enemy is using tactics that allow them to win, you have to consider what those tactics are. And if you're if you should be using them as well. Right. If they're within the rules of the game, if they're ethical, you should be using what works. Um, a, I don't know enough about the football, but like the spread offense or with a West Coast or whatever. You, the people that know you know. Everybody that, copies everything in sports. Right. You have a successful what, play, put a new version in. And so in the, uh, in the election aftermath, we've been saying ballot harvesting, registering people via mail, all these things, or registering people, taking the uh, mail-in voting campaigns. The same thing is true at some level on the media front and, and particularly with advertisers and sponsors and platforms, if we, you know, we were always living on borrowed time in the era of the Internet, which is where and I've seen this increasingly, uh, Clay, uh, you know, YouTube and these different digital platforms and TikTok, younger and younger people. When you look at the just the breakdown, the demographic breakdown, this is where young people get all of their information, meaning people that are under 30. They're not watching cable news almost, you know, period, full stop. A tiny, tiny fraction of them are. And fewer and fewer of them are even on, on Facebook, I would say. Uh, what you see are, are people 
who are using these platforms, and they had total information dominance. And they also had created this this sphere where if you were, to your point, you know, why doesn't, you know, we got plenty of people in this audience who want to drive, you know, I was going to say a Mercedes, but want to drive a Ford, want to drive whatever. They won't advertise on any conservative platform whatsoever. But you'll see lunatics on MSNBC being like, America's racist and awful. Buy a Ford. Yeah. You know, and you'll say, well, why is that okay? You know, why, why is that happening? It, it is that that's why I said earlier, if you were listening uh, to the show in the second hour, the idea of Elon Musk buying all of Fox and I'm just tossing that out. I work at Fox. Uh, that's where OutKick is. Obviously, I work here with this show as well. But building an entire apparatus so you don't have to rely on woke advertising and building your own company. You tweeted this out, but. Instead of comp- instead of relying on Apple to distribute Twitter, why would Elon Musk not want to build his own phone? He's already built his own car company. He's already built his own spaceship rocket company. The, the building a phone does not seem like it would be a very difficult thing to do compared to send rockets to space better than NASA and redesign the internal car combustion engine. Like the phone is not that complicated. And my point on that is. I really feel like there needs to be an apparatus of, and I don't even describe it as conservative, just like, hey, we're going to serve the 70% of the population that is not woke. And that's what we did at OutKick. And that's how we had success with that as a media company before Fox bought it. I think we speak to 70% of Americans that are all saying every day on this program, why not build a business that is designed for those 70% in every possible facet of life. Because if I had a choice between a phone that was made that worked as well as the iPhone, which I think Elon's would, I'd pick it over the iPhone based on Apple's politics. I think you would, Buck. I think a huge percentage of our audience would. That's my hope that Elon can make that happen, that he has the willingness and the ability and the wherewithal. It's going to get... It's going to get... It's going to get testy. It's going to be quite a battle ahead on that one. We'll continue to follow it and... You know, we didn't get to the border today, Clay, but there was some interesting stuff going on about the latest numbers and and the total lack of, of security and law at our southern border. We'll talk about that and more coming up tomorrow. Join us, Clay and Buck. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton on the front lines of truth. The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win three spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at High Five Casino.com! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino! What are you looking for in a new smart TV? 4K picture quality, high quality and immersive sound, a sleek design. All of those are givens, but only the new Roku Pro series has all of those and the Roku streaming experience, an award-winning OS. Get fast, easy access to all your apps like iHeart, where you can stream all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts all day and regular all-inclusive trips to Roku City. The new Roku Pro series, a smart TV built by the streaming pros. Hello, I'm Dr. Michael Mosley 
and I want to let you know about my new immersive BBC Radio 4 podcast series, Deep Calm. It's all about how to tap into and activate a remarkable system that we all have hardwired inside of us, our relaxation response. And it's been developed to be listened to at any time you want to really unwind. I hope you'll listen wherever you get your BBC podcasts.